Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we kick off the offseason with news about Elon Musk, the contender scene, and the contract changes already taking place in the league. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 37 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. This is officially our first episode of the offseason for season two of the podcast, season three of the league. So, hooray, we've made it. How's work, Kevin? Oh, it is busy. Um, Yeah, so I, I started a new job. Technically, it started this Monday. It was like my official first day. Um, but yeah, most of it is just studio work and this whole day today, because I couldn't do it yesterday, was just me sitting at a computer, plugging in SD cards and transferring a ridiculous amount of data through only one SD slot. (laughs) So I have, uh, yeah, I had eight full cards of 256 gigabyte like cards and I had to transfer all of those to a PC, and then upload all of those to a drive. On just and one SD card slot. One SD card slot. And That's so each painful. card took 45 minutes. Um, and I was just like, all right. Like, <laughs> I would plug it in, and I would be like, all right, what do I do for 45 minutes? Yeah, like, you really like, can't do anything. Yeah, so that was the whole day. I got there at 8, and I just got home. So, and it's about it's about 4 now. Just uh, let, the, let the audience know. Um, yeah, so I literally just spent the whole day plugging it in. But um, my manager is getting me a a uh, bigger SD like hub, so it's got like eight slots, so I could just slam them all in there and just be like, "All right, first wave done. Send that off. Do the next one." Um, it just makes it really easy for me to keep track of everything. But efficiency, yeah, um, it is kind of scary that like I finished the first week. Or not even the first week. I'm like halfway through the first week. And um, my manager's like, all right. Well, his main operation is on the East Coast. So he's like, yep, Friday, Saturday, this is all you. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that on Friday and Saturday with a new teacher who I haven't met yet. So it's it's kind of scary. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think I'll be fine. It's just a matter of like how long will it take and uh the main thing that i'm mostly afraid of is the upload it's just like i'm, I'm gonna be sitting uh-huh. there for for a while to just get it up but uh yeah we'll see um how about you how, how's everything going your end uh it's mostly the same just doing work uh, coming down to the wire for like how long i'm gonna be in this current house because we're moving across town to a newer bigger house so um it's like our last I think we're moving like literally at the very end of October. So that last week is going to be like transitioning, signing papers, moving everything out. Um, It's going to be really weird. Lived in this house for uh, 22 years. We were the first owners. Um, We lived in this neighborhood when there was like literally nobody else. Like we were like one of the first houses built and it's just all like dirt and rusty nails everywhere. And there's like frogs just mad because we dug up their, uh, their habitat. Um, But yeah, aside from that, nothing much just, trying to grind out the uh 
Overwatch event to get the skins. The only good one I've gotten is the uh, the Winston one, and it's like it's the only that's the tank that I play when I'm playing um, Total Mayhem. I never play him any other time. Yeah, I, I played the event already. I got my nine wins for the Brig skin. Well, Brig is this week, right? Yeah, it is objectively um, the worst skin. Yeah. I got those ones already. We had to grind. We did the two Junkensteins events. Um, and then my team was like, we only have four people. What should we do? And we're like, I mean, the only one that's in arcade that's got four other people. That's not Junkensteins. It's competitive 4v4 deathmatch. <laughs> we're like, ooh, we might as well do it. Like, we don't care about our, our rank. And so we just played that for a bit. The meta is weird in that, but... What's um, the meta in that? It, it depends on the team. If you have like two really good DPS, like we had a really hard time against um, this Widow Genji team. They had an okay. It was Widow Genji, Zenyatta, and Mercy. So if you get a res, it, it subtracts one from yeah. you know the death counter. But at the same time, if you have somebody like you have one person protecting the the Widow, um, on occasion the Zen would just switch to Ana just to get a sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we were like oh yeah we just dive the other two and then just worry about the other two when they dive us so um we tried that didn't work because whenever we tried to dive in like backline got headshot so it was just it was just a mess for the first half um yeah but yeah it it's really interesting to try it out and see like what people are tryharding in that mode um the easiest if you want by the way biggest uh biggest win condition is uh, just get a roadhog Whoever he hooks should right? die. Uh, and, and also that like, heal? Yeah. You should have a kill every six seconds. See, whenever I play Deathmatch, like so sometimes when we're playing um, with the Zomniks, when we're on just waiting around for our next uh, map to start, we'll just go on Deathmatch. And usually I'll go on Hog, McCree, and Reaper. I feel like I feel like those are probably like your best bet, like damage-wise and like a lot of utility, you know? Yeah, I just feel like you have you have a lot of options there, you know? Like, especially, like, I, I remember one time we were just doing death matches all day, and the team kept getting mad at me because I was either just plunking them with Reaper snipers, or Reaper shotguns, or flashbanging and rolling away with the McCree and then fan the hammer. Yeah, it, it just works. Like, what whatever you need to do, whatever your team is most comfortable with, you should just run. It doesn't matter about... You know how good um it plays out just as long as it works you know? so how did it go in the end yeah we, we didn't we didn't do that great and then we were just like all right we won like three of them and we're like okay yeah that's enough death match so we just went back to junk and signs and made sure that we got our our weeks our weeks loot boxes and the brig skin so yeah we're we're capped out on on overwatch this week um <laughs> We have to wait for the you know the objectively best skin to come out next week, and then we're uh, be at it again. I'm really excited for that uh, Echo one, and I'm I'm just like, really, you made this one one of the essentially the free ones. Yeah, it, it's a good skin. Like, just go and grab it. So anyway, I was looking at our um, our statistics for the show. We're almost where we were at last month. Last month we had 231 downloads. We're at 207 already. So hope I'm hoping at least 250 by the end of October. Um, and what I don't understand, and I'm not. This is not a complaint at all. This is just kind of weird. But 
our UK listeners are almost doubling our US listeners. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we just <laughs> we post well for UK time. Uh, I guess. Like, I guess. I, I guess that's one way of looking at it. But honestly, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's just like not enough of a market for Overwatch coverage in the UK. So they're like relying on us, which is cool. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who's listening on that end. Yeah. Thanks to all our international listeners. Like we've got like New Zealand, Singapore, France, and Belgium, at least this month, they're our top internationals. And then for, uh, for us, our top States are Texas, Illinois, Iowa, Virginia, Florida, and Washington. And I think our top cities are Sioux city in Iowa, Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Washington, DC, Hagerstown, Maryland. Um, that was all one. Uh, St. Louis and San Antonio. Hmm. It's a very widespread. Yeah. Like, why is California nowhere on this? Like, we're both yeah. from California. We're both from Cali, and none of our friends are listening. <laughs> like, every, <laughs> everybody else uh, out there is like, wow, these guys kind of know what they're talking about. And then just everybody here is like yeah we listen to this idiot every day <laughs> like we don't have to worry about it <laughs> i already hear you enough i just i need a break i need a break i'm not gonna listen to you in my free time yeah <laughs> all right so um let's get into the news for this week um so this one this first one's technically not overwatch related it's like kind of tangentially in, in a way um, so a lot of you from the U.S. probably know who AOC is, and some of you international people who pay attention to the U.S. probably know who uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is. Um, she's a politician in the U.S. She's a very progressive socialist, um, and she's like helping push people to get the vote out right now. Um, and what she did was, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, one of the like very recently, um, she did her very first Twitch stream. And she got, I think, 435,000 views. And in comparison, I was reading a lot of the, uh, the people freaking out online. But compa- by comparison, I believe the, uh, the peak of Overwatch League streams has generally been a little bit over 100,000. Yeah, she did really well for her first day. And I, I would have to say it's, it's not only like if she streamed on her own, it probably wouldn't have like had a lot of impact. Um, but because she had like the help of like OTV, I think that you know with Pokey, uh, Toast, and all the other like really good networks of um, Twitch personalities in general, it really did boost her quite a bit. And I'm glad that they participated in this. Like even if they don't align, you know, politically, it's just making sure that people do get their voice heard, mm-hmm. uh, one way or another. Even if it's like through some weird. You know, everybody playing Among Us, um, kind of doing it, but at least people are listening in. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that number. Like Overwatch League has been like building, building, building for three years now, and then in one fell swoop, AOC is like, "Okay, let's quadruple what you got." Yeah, they. It, it's what happens when you have like a high-profile person who has a really good connection like start streaming like um usually the opening day like if you know that a celebrity is going to be streaming they usually get a lot um, right it's just a 
it just becomes obviously about retention. If I, I don't think AOC is going to be a constant Twitch streamer. No. Yeah, I think yeah. this is like a one time better things deal. to do. Yeah. You, you know, you, you wouldn't want your politicians to be, you know, number one Twitch streamer. Uh, but, but I mean, the, as a way of engaging the youth and, and people who are voting now, I mean, this is a, a fantastic way to do it. Yeah. It was honestly a great way of like reaching our demographic, not having to like, just being like, hey guys, I'm playing Among Us. Let's talk about voting. And you're like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. And speaking of voting, um, Among Us is all about voting. So oh, yeah, it's absolutely about, about it. voting. It's a big, it's a big, uh, big it's a democratic plan. system. I remember I was uh, looking at all the tweets that happened about it. And I think it was the NYXL that's like, all right, you know what? Let's just sign AOC already. <laughs> let's get our yeah. viewership up. <laughs> And speaking of, of more famous people who have like made gaming news essentially this week, this one's more Overwatch related. But um, so Elon Musk apparently is, has been in the news for Overwatch. He's a big fan of the game. Uh, he, I know he's tweeted about it before. I haven't really paid attention to his tweets in the past about it. But so this tweet thread started um, Rock Sign, the Illuminati, Rock On Sign. And then Too Mad replies to him, do you main Torb on Overwatch? Elon Musk, uh, yes. And Overwatch posted a, a photo of a turret on Mars and said, we've been thinking about this for a while. Call us, Elon Musk. Please buff Torb's turret. Um, or maybe two weak turrets to allow more strategic degrees of freedom. Uh, and Overwatch, what they did is, is instead of giving him two turrets, they posted a video giving him three and they have rockets so they can fly now um i i'm hoping this was just a one-off just to make a joke with elon musk but if not then um torb is just going to absolutely destroy the meta yeah I, I think this was a really good use of engagement from the overwatch team um yeah we we got we got torb turrets flying torb turrets uh please don't please don't let this in the game uh i feel like we need to debuff or we need to nerf those turrets i think like either that, decrease the rate decrease the damage or decrease the range like one of those three and we'll be fine yeah or just only save it for overwatch 2 and let us use that in like the single player campaign like i'm fine with that oh but, yeah like that'd be fine yeah we'll, we'll we'll see if that just hopefully this isn't just like oh hey we thought this was fun for elon let's put it in let's put it in experimental mode <laughs> just for fun and now you're just I'm, like i would be down oh, for no. that i'd be down would you like... okay if it was experimental mode but you know how like the the turrets are floating right yeah if you can remote control the turret would you be down for it it has less hp it shoots relatively quick but it counts as like an like a separate object, you know? So it'd be kind of like a junk tire in that sense. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to figure out how, if that would really have that much utility. Probably not, but it's like a good way of like looking around corners and stuff. Yeah, I guess. I guess for like spy checking and stuff. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to try. I don't think it'd be useful, but I mean that's what experimental is all about doing things that aren't useful but seem kind of fun i'd be down to try it 
speaking of Overwatch 2, skipping around on the notes page for a second, um, I saw this post. I don't know if you've noticed this, Kevin, because I don't play a lot of Widow or I don't, my team doesn't play a lot of Widow. So I don't hear a lot of Widow voice lines a lot. But I saw this post on um, Facebook. Someone was saying that um, Widow's voice lines are, are seem to be changing a little bit. They seem to be showing like more emotion than we were used to hearing from her at the beginning of the game. And as would be suggested by her lore, um, according to these people, like these voice lines are more showing more anger, regret, um, just not being happy about everything. So the speculation that I've heard from these communities is that maybe they're kind of priming us very subtly for Overwatch 2 and story mode wise is maybe that like, maybe her brainwashing from Talon's wearing off. So maybe she's going to end up being like a good guy or a hero in Overwatch 2. Mm. I, I don't know a lot of people who do play this a lot. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is going to necessarily be something that is played in or somebody's looking like way too hard into it. Yeah, like maybe this is not even an actual thing. Maybe, maybe they're just like not haven't been paying attention to Widow's voice lines before. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be really interesting to see if it's like if it does play into the way how Widow is working, you know. Um, she is still technically under talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the brainwashing is still there, but like I mean, I've been looking at a couple of the comments and they're saying like um what is it? The there was a Christmas comic where Widow visited Gerard's grave. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're like she actually has feelings still, like they they exist somewhere. Um so that might have to play into it, but at the same time you're just like I don't know. Um I I don't want to obviously jump the gun and have like the dev team be like, "Wow, you just spoiled the entirety of Overwatch 2, <laughs> thanks." Um but, but I mean, it's in the game. Yeah, it's so... already in the game. If we're if we're smelling things out this far and it work it just so happens to line up, then yeah, that that'd be pretty cool, but um I feel like I I'm going to put on the, the weeb hat here real quick. Uh, let me just grab and find that Evangelion reference. <laughs> um, but for real though, I feel like that's how it would go down. It's like, um, she was, she was a good, like, you know, normal person at first, but like, if she starts feeling things right, um, you're going to get an Evangelion moment where like the character breaks down and they don't know they're conflicted on the inside. Um, and like, yeah, that's that's the the essential grasp of Neon Genesis. If anybody has seen it or I still need want to watch, to watch it, it. It's, it's been on my list. It's just I've never gotten to it. Just the too thing much about it, watch. It, yeah, you you watch something or you just like go from the perspective of it being like Gundam or Voltron, in kind of in a way where you're just like, wow, kids are in a robot and they fight cool things, right? And then you're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's how it works. And like at the end of the day, like they, they defeat the bad guy and then they go home and they're like, yeah, we're normal kids. But like Evangelion, the first scene that you see is like he fights this thing and he loses. And he's like shook 
the entire time and you're like yeah this is what happens when you put a kid in war like you <laughs> you didn't think this was gonna happen <laughs> and then you watch all of like the old voltron stuff and you're like how are you okay with this like you just let this kid murder uh-huh. an extraterrestrial for fun like <laughs> it's just a lot of like thinking but that's the fun part about the entire series see i what i when i was a kid i used to watch gundam and i feel like the more gundam went on the more it transitioned into more robot battles and stuff especially with like the the early 2000 series but uh, one of my best friends is like very into the classic Gundam and I didn't realize how little robots there were and how much politics it was. It's like, it's all politics. Yeah. There's like space war. <laughs> That's just what it is. Warring but... factions, lots of politics, backroom deals. The occa- I didn't expect them to show nudity, but they did. Um, and then the occasional glimpse at a giant robot. Yeah. It's like, uh, what, what was that? The, the big one there's one that's like eight seasons long that's all about space war um is in a manga form i forgot what it was but um yeah that's that's another one that makes you think a lot and i'm not i'm not always a big fan of those unless it's like a series that or like a trope that i'm like used to already you know um like if you watch a lot of like a certain trope and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is gonna happen, right? Or you watch a lot of like Gundam and you're like, oh yeah, the kid's gonna win, it's fine. But like at some point you're like, what happens if they lose? Like what what will it do to them? And yeah, that's what the rest of this is. Um tying it all back to Widow in general, it's just like, yeah, I feel like if she does gain her memory back, do you think that she's gonna snap? Or do you think that she's gonna just be like oh okay like i'm i'm a good i'm a good sniper but i'm not proud of what i can what i've done i feel like she'll probably snap like if not at least snap i think she'll like try to get back at talon for brainwashing her and making her kill her husband if not that'd be really weird because it's like oh you made me kill my husband you brainwashed me i'm cool with it yeah just be like i I didn't like him anyways. It's all good. It's just offed him. You know what? I was planning on getting the divorce, and now I don't have to yeah, legal yeah, fees. That, that, yeah, so I could you actually life, saved you know, me here. Life so. insurance, <laughs> just <laughs> the whole whole loops. Not not diving into widow's personal life, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Gerard had it coming. Oh, poor Gerard. Speaking of more on the. Uh, the lore side of things the new tracer comic came out this is part two of the um the london calling uh tracer series that they put out this five issues this was part two um and this uh this issue really focused on a different i mean a little bit of a different perspective of what happened surrounding the assassination of mandata um there's not really i wouldn't say this is too impactful you learn a couple of things like you learn that mandata was involved in the king's row um invasion that he did get kidnapped and part of the whole mission was to um to rescue him from kidnapping um and so he and tracer have a previous relationship what i don't understand about it is th- there's a part of th- it feels like they're, they're trying to manufacture tension here 
Um, but there's a part at the end where if you watch the short, you know where Widow's try- about to shoot Tracer. She blinks away. The bullet goes through and kills Mandata. Um, and Tracer's Omnic pal sees this happening and she's like, why did Tracer blink away? She let Mandata die. And it's like, excuse me, if Tracer doesn't blink away, then Tracer's dead. Like, what, 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 what do you want from her? Like, yeah, she's trying to help y'all, but like, she's not going to die in the process. It's kind of weird that, you know, I, I don't think there's a single person who would honestly be like, I'm going to take this bullet right now um, when I have the ability to go backwards. <laughs> like, yeah, you, she's Tracer. She's going to, she's going to recall. And also she doesn't know that Widow's got the perfect angle on Mandata and if she blinks away, he's going to die. Like that's just, that's expecting way too much of her. Like she's great and, and everything and she's still helping people. But like that's, that's not something that you would expect. And if anyway, if Tracer decided that, you know what, I'm not going to blink away, I'm going to take this bullet. What's to stop Widow from shooting another bullet? Yeah, she's she's got she's got a lot in the clip. Like, it's not it's not like it's all one and done deal, you know. I don't know. It feels like I mean, I really liked the first issue of this series. This second issue just it's lacking. It really feels like they're doing everything they can to like, hey guys, let's let's make some tension here. Like we already know you know what happened here, but we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner by focusing on this same exact event. Yeah, they they could have went in a little bit. Not they didn't need to go necessarily deeper, but like give us a different event or like why not necessarily like draw what people are thinking about the event that already occurred, you know? Like yeah. you could have put this immediately after Mandata's assassination and it would have been equally as rough. I think you can you might be able to make it even more effective where like Tracer now has to live with the fact that she couldn't protect him, mm-hmm. right? And like now you have to feel that um, yeah. as a character. Um, it, it's not something that's you know most people have to deal with. Um, and then you know that that could lead later down the line. We know that you know this is book two of five. You know we're not like diving into it too hard. But then like her trust with the Omni community after that, knowing that she could have protected them and, you know, vice versa. They're probably going to get into it, but it's just like a lot to think about. Right. Um, yeah. We still have three whole issues on, on this. So hopefully they get more into that, that psychological aspect you were talking about. One funny thing that I, I noticed on the interwebs when people were reacting to this was um, Overwatch teased some panels from this, uh, this comic and they showed a clip of Mandata and everyone was freaking. I was like, "Oh my god, is it Zenlore? Is it Zenlore?" And then Bliss is like, "Nah, it's just Mandata." You thought? And everyone's like, "God damn it!" Still no Zenlore. Do imagine your your dead brother getting more coverage than you? Okay. <laughs> this is how it is. Like, there's no Zenlore. It it's a meme. It's so bad at this point. I think uh, we, we just... can count everything we know about Zenyatta on like one hand. Like, yeah. No, he's a monk. We know he's an yep. omnic. We know he uses orbs. Yep. We know he can walk. He just chooses not to. And mm-hmm. we know that he trained Genji. That's yep. That's the totality of five things that we know about 
Zenyatta. That, that is Zen lore after, what, four years of this game? <laughs> like, that's all we got. Like Sigma, we have more lore for Sigma than we'd have for Zen. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> we we just need to know about the, the Omnic Monk. Like, why why is there <laughs> Omnic Monks? Like We know more about Echo than we know about Zen. Yeah, like, we... We get these whole video things on them. Like, yeah, we need we need a reason of why why does Zenyatta have hate balls? Like, why <laughs> is that monkish. a thing? That's not very monkish. Why does he have hate ball? Um, and like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But and like, what are the balls for? Because he's not actually shooting the balls. He's shooting energy that's from the balls. Well, but how does that I work? Yeah. Like, what know. are the balls doing there? Do They're other like, monks have balls? Yeah. Did, did he steal all the balls from all the other monks and just made a necklace? And it's like, this is, I use these as projectiles now. Like, I, I don't know. We, we need the lore to understand this, please, Blizzard. Take a hint. I feel like at this point, it's just a meme. They're, they're holding out on us for the meme purposes. Yeah, it's either that or like they genuinely don't know what to say <laughs> about Zen. They're just like, well, we have Zen. He, he's been there forever. Uh, we can't really do too much about him. And yet they give so much coverage to Soldier and Ana. Like, okay, we get it. Like, they're, they're part of the founding team of Overwatch, but we don't really want it. Give us the Zen. Give us the Zen lore. I really want to know why he has hate balls. Yeah, why does Zan have hate balls, please? It don't because like he's teaching Genji to be like more peaceful with himself. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna steal your hate and put it in these balls that I'm gonna throw at our enemies. And I get it's the yin and the I get the yin and the yang thing. I yeah. get the like the balance. But still, like, why do you have like are you planning on like going and massacring a bunch of people zen is is that what you do on your your spare time yeah oh, we we have no idea what this what this omnic is up to without <laughs> the lore you know watch <laughs> him turn out to be evil yeah he's just like hey i i debated genji he's <laughs> not good is it going to be like one of those uh well, I don't know if you've you've played or to our listeners you've played Bioshock, but is it another one? Is it another one of those would you kindly yeah, scenarios? It could be. I don't I don't want it to be, but uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> if it is, I'm I'm gonna flip. But like, at least it'll be Zen lore. At least we'll know something. Yeah, it's like it'd be really interesting to see. It's just like Zen is like the middle child between Mandata and like Maximilian. Oh God, the brothers! Like, he's just like, hey, I, I, uh, Max is still alive, so <laughs> embrace the darkness. So I know we, we've like seen from the Overwatch two teasers that there, there are there's at least one clip with Zenyatta in it. But what if they were just being absolute trolls and like that's like literally the last frame of the cutscene of the story like content, and it's just another tease. I mean that would that would be just. I mean we we deserve something. <laughs> we're, we're at this point, man. You just give us something. Oh, Blizzard, you dirty, dirty tease. <laughs> yeah, I just hope that it's just like not 
absolutely bad you know i just wanted mm-hmm. to to at least give us something like we don't leave this entire comic series just being like all right well that was a complete waste of time just like it, it feels like a waste of time right now yeah we we, we knew like the first part of the story already uh like it, tracer didn't intend to kill mandata but that is how it is <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some actual league stuff. Uh, Kevin, you want to talk about the contender stuff? Um, sure. Let, let's dive into a little bit of the contender stuff. I'm actually really happy about this. Um, they have finally, after four years of Overwatch League and whatnot, we have score for contenders. So, yeah, if, there's actually contenders skins. If you guys want to try those on, they, they look really cool um there's contenders skins that you can like try on um the biggest piece is you know once again in in client watching um there was no real promotion for contenders for the longest time and now that it's semi-integrated um i'm hoping that a lot more people are going to be watching it um just kind of gives you something to look at you know in general in like in general um you can see who you like from certain regions and be like, yeah, that person should get signed. And you can be a little bit of a little bit ahead of the curve um, when it comes to seeing faces that get called up. Um, and yeah, it, it should be interesting to see if you want to have a peek at all of that. It's it's really cool to see those, um, like see those teams essentially just like come up from where they started yeah i will say i think the korean contenders players have the best player photos like the ones that we have for the league they're all like trying to be like super serious and intimidating and like look like they're legit sports people i feel like the only the very few people have been able to pull that off i think baby bay with that just amazing smolder is one of the few people who's been able to pull it off um, Sinatra too has like a really good photo. Um, but then again, the ones that people know most are like Chipsa, where he just kind of looks like stereotypical neckbeard. Um, but if you look at the Korean contenders players, they ha- they're like all showing off some weird, quirky personality, like they're having fun. Yeah, we, we just need we need everybody to take photos like like Korean contenders, please. Um it there's not a lot of the the joke in esports in general is like you don't know how to pose because you're a gamer and so you just cross your arms and stare at the camera and call it a day like feel free to like the the photographers should allow them to express themselves a little bit more um or even allow for like maybe one or two like expressions so you could use as potential emotes for each team um, it, it would be a really cool way of kind of bringing everything together that way. Yeah, so the uh, Overwatch client now just gave everybody the Genji skins. I think there's also a spray and a, a player icon. Um, October is going to be the Simon Mercy unlocks for watching contenders. Um, future pairings apparently are going to be happening. Um, and so those skins will be unlocked the same way. They just haven't announced them yet. Um, 
Yeah. So for the actual league proper, um, tier one Overwatch, we are going to be getting a new season. It looks like in April and September, uh, April until September, according to Metro, who is a big leaker that we've talked about in the past for Overwatch. Uh, this is possibly due to being able to tie Overwatch League with the release of, or at least an open beta or some announcement or something to do with Overwatch 2. Um, BlizzCon is going to be in February. So if it does happen, um, that gives the uh, pros at least two months, uh, assuming that they don't release, give them anything until uh, an announcement is made at BlizzCon. It gives them two months to get familiar and comfortable with the new systems of the game, with those new maps, the push mode, new characters, whatever that's going to be new, that's going to be released. Um, but I think it, in general, it, if it does happen, um, it shouldn't be too much of an adjustment because I know a lot of people were complaining. It's like, oh, why are you doing this? They're going to have to change everything about the league. Not really. It's mostly the same game. It's just with a couple additions. Yeah, and I hope that when when this comes when overwatch 2 comes which it i mean it's gonna happen next year it they're already like hinting towards it um if they use the overwatch league to kind of premiere the full release of overwatch it would be a good way of like getting people excited about it again um i honestly think obviously they pushed blizzcon back to february so i think they're gonna announce february they're gonna have beta for like two weeks and then they're gonna do like full release and then it will give everybody six weeks and then around you know a month before the league starts again um they'll announce like contract signings and the league coming back and everything um and hopefully at that point we'll have like a team that has or we'll have like a lot more announcement videos um as we approach you know the next season well, this is just a funny thing that I found online. So Molly, who I Molly's on the is Molly Molly's on the Hunters, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least was. Um, so Molly, I always wondered where a lot of these players get their names. And according to Molly, it's because he heard the word Molly in a lot of hip hop music and he didn't know it was a drug reference. It it it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> um it's just a matter of time before we have some random, you know, uh, some random player named Twerk or something like that. Percocet. Perky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I can see uh, Lit <laughs> probably WAP. being another. Yeah, not. Nah, please don't. Please don't <laughs> let WAP in the. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you could hold a straight face if you have to cover somebody's like entire gameplay. If their name is WAP, you know, like <laughs> just you know where it's from. You know exactly where it's you from, and you know what you're doing. <laughs> and our, you player, DPS our player this match is uh is WAP. You could see how he mops the floor up here. <laughs> WAP oh. just cleaning up the rest of the team, drowning them in just some <laughs> insane gameplay. If there's it's a like, water-based hero. Yeah, uh, you just need <laughs> surfs up echo. <laughs> oh God. no no please yeah it, it's just let's let's hope that that doesn't happen oh, I, just, there's some people who like like that their names are funny if not unfortunate 
and there's some people like although i never liked that name i mean like a lot of people are named after like you know verbs or nouns but like a like an adverb is kind of yeah like yeah my name is uh uh, whereas (laughs) like (laughs) insofar nevertheless yeah Yeah. but there's, there's other names that are really cool like bacon jack bacon jack is a fantastic name yeah bacon jack is so delicious it's just easy it's solid like you just either make them work to whatever you give them or like it it just feels weird to construct an entire sentence with although being the noun you know it just feels weird like writing it out and it's like although did this and and this and that or or whatever typing them out for the notes yeah it just gets weird I feel like food names are are a lot usually the, the easy like when you're coming up with a nickname for anything like even for for like me with camp counselor stuff when you're coming up with mixed names like food is usually the safest bet when with somebody because like there's there's got to be a food that they like a lot and, and it's just easy that way like I think Kit Kat is a very common one Skittles mm-hmm. is another really common one um or like pizza yeah. so stuff like that um. So speaking about players in the league, um, it's already, things are already happening. Things are already moving. It's already like absolute, at least for looking inwards, it's absolute chaos for the league. There's so many really, really big roster changes that have been released. Um, The Overwatch League has posted on their website a list of currently what all the status of all these players are, what their contracts are. so there are players who are being held on. There are players who are their contracts being renewed. There are players whose contracts are expiring. There are players who are um, free agents due to like due to mutual decisions to to leave. There are players who um, their their ability to extend for a new contract was declined by the team. So they are um, th- they're free agents now. Um, a lot of really, I think a couple of big ones that I personally noticed were um, everybody but Doha on the Dallas Fuel are not being renewed. Um, the Toronto Defiant pretty much got rid of everybody. So there's no one to play for the Toronto Defiant right now. Um, Deguri's contract with the Dragons is expiring. Don't know where she will end up. Um, and Chipsa is gone from the Philly Fusion after playing his one game. What a career. The only person to kill Chipsa is Chipsa. Hey. There's so much change going on in the league right now. And like it's not all all people leaving. Like Cool Matt just signed a his general manager um contract with the outlaws. Um some people are shifting around coaching wise, they're trading coaches and, and stuff like that. But just looking at it now, there's such a drastic overhaul with um what the teams are now. So when the league starts up, I, it's not going to be recognizable at all. So, like, our our power rankings, our stackings, our hopes for teams for the future doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, this whole 2021 situation that we're looking at is insane. Like, just looking at the players who are retained and people who are leaving or people who aren't going to be on the next, like, next year roster, you know? Um or who's going to get renewed, you know, um, who's going to get picked up again. Um, 
there's some that I'm just like, okay, this kind of makes sense, but like at the same time, you're like, this could just be another fishing for better contracts deal. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to look at the big ones, um, you have like Decay, um, you have Decay from the Justice, like he he came in, he slapped everybody across the face with Azaria, and then he's like, well. I'm booking it after this if unless you sign me to full time. And so like he at least proved that like he can do something. Um so that's going to be a very scary thing to look at. Um Decay, I know Shockwave is also a free agent. Um that one really surprised me. I forgot to mention yes. that, but like Shockwave even more than Dalton is the only reason why anyone's still paying attention to the Titans. Exactly. Like, Shockwave and, and Dalton are the reason but if you had to pick one of them you're gonna pick shockwave if you have any if you're smart you're gonna put your money on shockwave i mean there's a reason why he was it you know a an all-star he he deserves that position um yeah we don't know what's happening with the toronto defiant obviously they, they have a lot of players who they're just like all right uh you are released into the world now we will try to do something um but i honestly think that there's a lot of there's a lot of free agents that are just out there um and it's just a matter of what other teams are looking at or looking for you know yeah Um, yeah the the biggest thing that i'm really scared about i'm you know me being a shock fan um rascal is a free agent uh super is a free agent moth and violet are free agents um at the beginning of this and i don't know if it's just they're they're gonna let them fish around for offers and see where they go or um you know this is just competitive contract seeking and then the shock will re-sign a couple of them you know making sure that they keep them down but there's like you would think that like you would want to keep for sure you know moth and violet because you know that it's insane um Super, I can see them letting go. Um, but honestly, I, he's like one of the he is him and Moth are some of the very few people who I think were there for, since season one. So they, they want them in the picture. Um, and then Rascal, Rascal's just like a flex god. It's just very scary to like know that he's he's out there. Mm-hmm. Um Rip Chipsa had a really <laughs> good single thing um eqo is a free agent that's another one to look out for um fielder's a free agent for the paris eternal and like ping king like he was he, he was yeah. doing his best on like really high ping so i hope he finds somewhere um that he can probably play without high ping yeah um a, another you know really big roster shakeup is the new york excelsior um this is one that you want to keep an eye out on. Um, there's a lot of players who are like who are free agents who have already been dropped from the roster. Um, it's just a matter of where they will land again, you know. Um, for example, like you have uh, Libro, uh, Sebiolbe, Mono, Jonak, and uh, Anamo are on the team like they have the team exercise until the 13th so essentially they have they have a little bit of rain um 
the the New York Excelsior has a little bit of reign of keeping that core together, but at the same time, like if they don't make a decision by November 13th, they all become free agents. Right. Um, other than that, you know, you still have great players like, you know, who are you and Hawksall are free agents. So that is very scary coming into, you know, the 2021 season. You, you're looking at this roster and nobody is secured down uh, 100%. So as a New York Excelsior fan, you're either looking at this and being like, Okay, we're releasing these players to potentially pick up, you know, players like Decay, um, maybe re-sign Coxall, make a push for, you know, finals. Um, it's just a lot to look out for, um, you know, New York Excelsior-wise. Like, that's a lot of, like, really solid players um, that are out there, you know. Um, right. And you want to make sure that you can, you can lock that down. Um, yeah, they... The, the Gladiators, in terms of, you know, space, they kept space, um, but they're letting OGE go. So that's one thing that you got to look out for as well. Um, look out for where OGE ends up landing, because if somebody needs a main tank, that's a good one to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Valiant just got rid of McGravy, which yeah. that really surprised me, especially because McGravy got the... Uh, internet hulk award too so he's got a lot of attention on him and um i feel like he, he did fairly well as the as their tank yeah there's just a lot of players that are out in the pool so i really want to say that like if you're a struggling team out there who's looking to build around like your one really good piece like this season's the the season to kind of go after people um because usually when you do do this free agency stuff, um, they're going to get signed for a while. Like you want them on your team for maybe two years. Um, and especially if you could build a good team that has really good chemistry and a solid, you know, most importantly, like a good coaching staff, um, you can probably get a lot out of this entire team. Yeah. Um, like you have to also consider all the players who are still available, still grinding it out who aren't signed either um, that, that you really want to build around. Like for me, I, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Boston. Um, Boston, I feel like you, you re-lock down Fusion. Fusion's Jerry. Um, you know, Mjolnbong is still under contract as well. Um, but if you dropped hypothetically everyone else, and you just went after like, okay, let's let's grab Hawksall, let's grab Rascal, let's grab, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z players. Let's grab Dogman. Like, you have a solid team that you can build out of Boston. And maybe you won't become the, the stock of the, of the league anymore uh, with your IKEA colors. Maybe you could actually do something. <laughs> but we'll see about where everybody else lands. Um yeah, once again, as mentioned, Dogman is a free agent as well for the rain. So there's a lot of moving pieces in the league. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see who starts, especially if you follow like Twitch streams. Look at who's queuing with who. Because mm-hmm. that sometimes tends to lean towards one one thing or another. Like, um, it, It's just like, who do you like as a partner? in terms of like your duo queue 
Um, what do you like about it? And do you think it's good? Um, and watching that and that really, sometimes it does signal like where a player goes. Sometimes it's just really funny to, to watch some of it. Um, my favorite one obviously was like when space played with like an entire roster of just the shock. Um, it was like Choi, um, like I think it was Choi striker architect, um, violet. And there was like one other, but it was just really funny to like hear all the comms go through. Um, he's like, why are they so loud all the time? <laughs> it's just like the, the shock have such intense target focus that like, if they happen to queue up with each other, it, it works well enough. One, uh, one roster I, I did not mention, I think I'd be remiss if not mentioning, um, is also, uh, the Houston outlaws. Um, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not immediately signing back Dante. Yeah, that is one thing that if you're a team that needs a somber player, like now is the time to pick them back up. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like I feel like Dante is a really solid, you know, pickup if you want to do that. Same thing with Mecco. Mecco is a free agent, um, and all of their supports are are free agents. So go ahead and look at who you want to yeah. either yeet from them i hope they resign linkser i um, i think you need like linkser just proved how amazing he is as a sniper yeah uh, dante proved how good he is as dps like he's consistently proven i think dante is your key piece on this team um he's also said that he's his contract hasn't been renewed but that doesn't mean he's not going to be on the outlaws that he still has the option of being renewed his contract expiring they can give him a new contract but like muma why are you why would why is muma still considered like he still has the option to be considered but he hasn't played well for a very long time yeah that's something that you that a lot of players are looking at as well it's just he he does have the pedigree of playing in the World Cup for a while, but that was a while but ago. He hasn't you know? been good. Like yeah, if he you hasn't... look at his performance in this, like I've I've harped on about it. Like he used to be good when this league first started, but as the talent has gotten better, he hasn't. Like he's his Winston, I would say, is still fairly good. He's still probably one of the best Winstons in the league. When they're playing dive, then you can play Muma. But I mean, you've also got hydration who can do it almost as well as um, Muma can. And then hydration can also play other tank heroes. Yeah, it, I feel like if you were to swap Muma with OGE on this team, <laughs> you would have a very scary roster already. Um, and again, it's just a I matter. Like, I feel like the, the problem isn't the players. I think the problem is the coaching on the outlaws. And they, they do have mm-hmm. a new coach. Um, but I, I, I don't know what they're doing with this team. Cause you, you have potential. Um, it's just, can you, can you effectively use it? Yeah. Can you make all the pieces work together? It's like having all of these really expensive PC parts and there's like not being able to build your PC. Um, Mm-hmm. That that's the magic of honestly, like the shock that I I really commend their coaching staff. Um, 
for being able to bridge not only the gap between like the language barrier between a couple of these players, but also just like being able to get them all in sync. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that natural barrier, it's just a matter of like, uh, who do you want to keep? Like, I feel I don't see a reason why the shock wouldn't resign the players who are out like fishing for contracts right now. Right. 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 Um, Unless they decide to do like a blockbuster trade that's like insane um, for like, I, I don't know who you would replace. Like these, everybody is really good on that team already, but I don't see, yeah, I don't see a reason why certain players will get like traded out, you know? Um, I feel like they're just, I mean, back to back Overwatch League champions would don't, don't try to fix the wheel uh if it ain't broke don't fix it you know yeah um that's that's what i'm thinking out out here at least like if your team is well-rounded enough already just don't worry about having to pick up new pieces on one hand like if if they do decide to move away from these players who contracts are expiring and they lose next season then it just shows how how essential these players were and the, just the, the the flow of the team how important that was to the shock success contrarily if they get rid of these players and they still end up utterly dominating next season then it's more of a testament to the coaching and the process that the San Francisco Shock have put in place and also maybe to their eye of who to pick up and when to cut players yeah it's kind of insane to like understand who and what they're trading for um especially with a lot of these like certain pickups like we traded like the shock traded dante for smurf right like a long time ago and like at first you would think oh okay well that's kind of a weird trade um but now that we're looking at it it's like oh yeah it makes sense we have like way too many damage dealers and like we we need a tank to support super at the moment um and then we picked up Troy and we also needed somebody who can play Arisa, you know, it's just a part of the current meta. So yeah, you, you just have to get rid of certain pieces that you don't need. And it's just a matter of where everybody lands. That's the one thing that I'm very interested in. Where do these players end up? And, um, and will there be a new super team coming into next season? Um, just by looking at, you know, Toronto is allowed to completely rebuild. Um, for the most part, Dallas as well. So it's just like, which pieces do you want to make your team work? Um, or do you take a shot at, you know, contenders and grab people from Team Doge, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of just stuff that you got to look at. Um, right. And obviously, we'll get a lot more announcements when we get closer to the date yeah it's still very um, very early like this seems like a this is a lot of shakeup, just very early on but things yeah. are going to continue shifting it's just a mouth it's just a matter of like who wants what pieces and when do you want to win like mm-hmm. it it's going to be really and it's obviously really early like i feel like you're going to get a lot of announcements coming overwatch 2 is going to release 
all the announcements are going to come in March and then the league will start in April. Like, I feel like that's just the way how it's going to go down. But I just don't like, obviously, the suspense of just knowing, you know, some of the key players that we have on the championship roster for the Shock are free agents. And I'm just like, uh, please don't leave. Please say psych. <laughs> please say psych. Yeah, just give them give them whatever they want, man. I we need we, we want to stay competitive out here. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, the um the increased off-season length on one hand that's uh that gives these teams as they're building more time to really solidify what their dynamic is, get more used to each other, feel out different different strategies and, and become more cohesive as a unit. So they're more prepared to play with each other when the league starts. Um, but that's also kind of a double-edged sword. Um, so if we all remember who Siegel was, Siegel was a pro player back in the day um, who still every now and then again, pops up in the conversations of Overwatch, but Siegel is um, Siegel's calling for a, a player union surrounding the Overwatch league um, with the increased free agency, the onset of Overwatch 2, the longer offseason, and a delayed start, um, Siegel's perspective is that it feels like the teams are going to maybe try to cut costs by releasing more players. And even the players that they do keep, they're just not going to pay them during the offseason, which on the one hand, if you want these organizations to stay afloat it feels like that's something that they have to do out of necessity just at this point considering they weren't able to make their money back this year but on the other hand that's that's very rough for players um and and just considering all everything that's going on with blizzard there's always there's always been talk that these players need protection that the players don't have much of a say in what goes on and that regardless of whether this was going on or not that a player union was called for and necessary and has been called for for a while um and just speaking of unions on the 14th um blizzard fran blizzard versailles employees were on a strike because the uh the plant in versailles is going to close i don't really know what's happened about that but i mean blizzard's again in the news for people striking against them um but yeah uh in general I think it's rough all around. I do think the player union is necessary. Um, but then again, I feel like for the organizations, I don't know whether they have much of a choice financially. If we want to keep this league afloat, I do think a union has to be happen, but I don't know if it's, if it's going to end up hurting the league more than it does help it right now. Yeah. And I, I do understand that when it comes to, protecting the players but also being able to you know have a team in general um i i feel like seagull has always had the right side at least for me um he has the right idea um and i feel like even if there was a players union and the overwatch league does collapse through um there will be tournaments for overwatch still on their own like all that will happen is Apex will re rejoin, right? Like the the Apex series of Overwatch will happen again in Korea. Um and yeah, if the Overwatch League and Contenders crashes down, 
we will have like we will still have those like one-off tournaments you know like the big one that like we all just come together and watch people play um even if it's just like world cup for example like world cup would be just like the bigger event and you would have to have teams get invited through mini tournaments throughout the year it's just like first place finish at you know uh this event this event this event um would make it a lot more interesting for sure um but obviously like you would probably have less teams but you would have more closer fights you know and i mean i feel like this isn't even an issue whether unions are good or bad for me it's just like can can the organization still stay afloat with the with the money that they're not making that they would have to pay mm-hmm. to uh, to keep these players paid the entire time or to keep them on contract i mean like if anything what they could do is maybe negotiate to a lower off season, like a stipend for the off season, right? So that they have at least something to live on. Um, if they're staying with the team in the team house, maybe then like that's already like you don't have to like pay for lodging or maybe maybe not even food. Because um, like I know plenty of organizations, plenty of companies. Like my friend worked for a I don't want to name it, but a fairly large corporation where during their employee training. They told they tried to convince the the workers who were largely like um, just starting college, not not taking college, or just out of high school, or just finished high school, that unions were a bad thing. Like they did their damnness to say, "Don't join a union! Don't join a union! Unions are going to hurt you." But like on like the union is defined as an organization to protect the workers. So I don't even feel it's not a case. It's that's not what's happening here for me. It's like union, yes, but make sure that it's it's it doesn't end up destroying the league in the process. Yeah, just make sure that it protects the players and it's not like you know greedy on the side of the players. You know, um, we still want to have a team in a league. It's just a matter of will it happen. You know. Yeah. Do we have anything else? I think that that wraps it up for what I found. Uh, the only other thing that I noticed that I checked just now is um, they adjusted the uh, the camera for Soldier Seventy Six so that his uh, recoil is more smooth. But that's it. That's the that's the last bit of news I was able to find. Um, yeah, not not so much necessarily news. Just get your boxes while you can. Remember the events going on for another week or so. So. Make sure to get the event loot boxes, get what you need, buy old skins because they're now like a third off of their original price. Um, I know I'm buying the the Ash Warlock skin because I totally forgot about that last year. Um, yeah, just get get your skins. Do that now. Like um, if you have a couple of friends or like even a full team, just run an arcade. That's my that's my thing. Run arcade. Um because not only will you get the event prizes, you'll also get the the nine wins prizes. So you'll get more Halloween boxes. Hooray for Halloween. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll be right back at you next week. Um, send a message. Let us know if there's anything you want us to cover during the offseason. Like, we have more freedom now, and everyone's in Rona, so we're probably able to, like, 
contact for more. Um, any anything that you want us to try, just yeah, shoot us a message. Be the first person to shoot us a message. That'd be fun. All right, see you next week. Next week, we grab those Halloween loot boxes and cover any news in the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.